an entrepreneur is someone who sacrifices freedom for the um, prospect of money over someone who sacks. Um, no, I've got this all going round. I'm just like, hang <laughs> no, on. No, hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> sacrifices money for yeah. the prospect of freedom okay, yeah. over sacrificing freedom for the prospect of money. I thought I was wait, just thinking, wait, someone I'm... who sacrifices freedom for money is a terrible person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not so good at saying yeah. <laughs> You can Google it. Yeah, yeah, Basically, exactly. there's a saying out there somewhere, somewhere about, about an entrepreneur <laughs> and sacrifice and money and freedom. Exactly. You get the idea. You get the idea. Oh, welcome to the podcast with your host, Laurie. <coughs> Sorry, something in my throat. Oh, that's better. Yes, welcome to my podcast, Walk with Lawrence, the podcast where I walk and talk with some wonderful human beings. Some of them will be my friends. Some of them will be people I've just met. Either way, it's going to be a scrumptiously delightful conversation that I hope you get a lot from. I hope you have some laughs. I hope you have some tears. A whole range of emotions. Either way, I hope you enjoy it. And I love you very much. And thank you very much. Here's the podcast. Okay, so my guest this week... He's developed a reputation on the London fitness scene as an animal in the gym. Mr. Assault Bike, he became known as, frequently chewing up the calories and high energy bursts during competitions. He also turned up to the Indoor National Erg Championship and won without training. And he's not even a rower. Embarrassing. Basically, the guy is a complete animal. But it turns out all this fitness stuff was just a sideshow to the real deal. The mental hunger and fortitude that was fueling his physical performance came from a place that could be far more challenging and unforgiving, the world of business startups. There is obviously huge crossover between the mental focus and fortitude required in business as there is within fitness and sport. So today's episode titled Starting a Business, the impact on mental health and the tools to get you through. We will be speaking to none other than Nutrifix founder, Joel Burgess. <laughs> wow. Was that a good one? <laughs> that was epic. I, I was really focusing on reading it out because I'd put so much effort yeah. into putting it together, but I know I was just, I was, yeah. But was that all right? <laughs> that was lovely. Okay, Did you cool. uh, do that before I enter any room? Yes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> would you be upstanding for... And then... Go into my two minutes sort of time. Um, So, Joel, we're going to have quite a punchy episode today. You are a punchy guy. Literally, (laughs) you've you've done white-collar boxing matches and all sorts, haven't you? You're one of those people who's a doer. Again, I said the same thing with Alex Croxford. Your actions define your character, which I love. Thank you. Yeah, um, it's come from my dad, actually. My dad um, always said there's two two types of people in life, a doer and a talker. And you, son, are a doer. Oh, I love that. I'm <laughs> stealing that for my son. <laughs> yeah. As soon as he understands what I'm saying. Um, mate, that is huge. I love that. So, um, I mean, conversations with the dad growing up, do you, do you think that embeds deep into your psyche and you carry that into adulthood and does that somehow shape how you behave today then, do you think? Yeah, I, th- I think sometimes to my detriment. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I was certainly, certainly brought up... Brought up um, knowing how to work and taught how to work you know summers were spent holding nails brushing up leaves and um you know i used to work pretty hard for my dad and i saw him work very very hard um you know and it's a, seriously he started his own business saw the stresses and strains that he went through and just kept on battling through in his grit so definitely has influenced me um slightly to my detriment sometimes because 
Well, you're, I mean, we, your strength is your weakness. Is that what you're saying? Because, you know, the easy option sometimes is to do less, but in doing more, you put yourself out there, you risk more um, physically, emotionally and the rest of it. But that's living, right? We've got to take risks. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, I'm, I'm the type of guy that goes all in on absolutely everything I do. And, uh, <laughs> yes, you do. I can vouch and, for that. Uh, yeah, it's sometimes not good for my health, you know? <laughs> uh, can you give us an example where this might not be good for your health? Uh, I mean, uh, two spring to mind. I mean, physically, um, I, I mean, the first time I ever went on a salt bike was at the Lululemon Sweat Games a year ago or two years ago. I remember it. Never been on a salt bike and there was a, a minute challenge Many, as many calories as you can and I thought I'll give this a go never been on a salt bike 30 seconds in I was on 40 calories <laughs> <laughs> the record was 36 and I'd, I'd smashed it in 30 seconds and then uh, then the, the, the world ended <laughs> and I was violently sick, uh, sick for the next uh, about 3 hours actually and, oh uh, man on the floor reached 58 calories that's ridiculous and, uh, yeah that was that was probably not wise I was at that festival <laughs> sweat life and they had this assault bike out and, and you know you just walk around you're chilling it's quite a chilled vibe and then they ask you as you say to do a minute max cow burn on the assault bike and you know most people understand the fact that you can't really go from zero miles per hour to 100 miles per hour without some sort of build up and you warm up so you're like let's be having you jumping on and almost killing yourself in the process but I didn't I hadn't actually met you in person um, at that point but for like the week afterwards people were saying there was this guy he came up to the assault bike he absolutely destroyed it and then he walked away and pretty much died afterwards but it was the most incredible thing I've ever seen well, that is Joel Burgess, I suppose. So that, for listeners who, who don't know Joel yet, that hopefully gives you a little bit of an insight to the man that I'm talking to today. Um, the man I'm talking to today has gone off and set up a, con- uh, a country. A country? <laughs> oh my goodness. Have you done that yet? Is that next year? That's on the, that's on the, yeah, that's on the, on the horizon. <laughs> He's set up a coup in Ecuador and he will be taking over. No, so um, you set up a company yes. um, called Nutrifix. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so it was uh, a company I founded about two and a half years ago. Um, first company, um, didn't really have any aspirations to... To, to start or launch a business, um, it just kind of happened. It was it was trying to sort of scratch my own itch, solve a problem I was I was experiencing, and again, like the type of person I am, I just kind of action and do things, and um, yeah, one thing <laughs> led to another, and you know, three years later, I'm still trying to solve the same problem. Um, in essence, what we're trying to do is make healthy eating easy and combine our demands and and sort of need for convenience and eating out and ordering delivery, but with healthy food and transparency. So, uh, so it's a tech company, but it's obviously in the wellness space and its angle is to help people to source uh, healthy well, meals that suit what they're looking for in terms of their health goals. Um, when you're out and about on the streets, walking around town, you're like, oh, I really want to eat something. But actually, instead of just walking to that cafe there and eat something which is just easy but not right for me i'm going to look at the app and see where the best options for my current goals are oh it's just in the street over there i'll go over there oh and i can actually buy it through the app and i get discounts through the app that sort of thing is that right yeah exactly so we that was the the initial idea but as uh mark randolph the founder of netflix says your first idea is shit oh, okay so. <laughs> yeah so but i you know worked on that year uh, idea for a year we launched a consumer app which i mean to be fair sixteen thousand people downloaded it, you know, hundreds use it, 
um, every day, um, but it's very difficult to make money from consumer apps yeah. without millions behind you. Yeah. Because the cost of acquiring a user, you know, it might be seven pounds, seventy percent of them churn, and it might go and make you four pounds. So, launching a consumer business is very difficult. Um, so we start with that idea. We've actually pivoted um, to a corporate business, so B two B. That's so right. We're in, in essence saving, uh, trying to solve the same issue, but we. Um, instead actually deliver those meals to companies and their employees. Ah, oh, lovely. Okay, cool. Awesome. That was a development I didn't know. I know that you'd started to work with corporations and stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't realise the delivery option was there too. Um, okay, awesome. So um, you said you're two and a half years into the process of having started up this company. Is it as hard as you ever thought it could possibly be? Um, so much harder. <laughs> so much harder. Well, the thing is, when, when you first start out... Um, you're, you're so convinced by your idea, you're so motivated that you don't even stop to think how hard it's going to be. And I just went all in. And the, in the, first, the first year... Um, it's like you and that assault bike again, <laughs> all in. <laughs> no warm-up. <laughs> Zero to 100. Bang, let's go. Um, and yeah, I just went all in. And I, I was, you know, the first year and a half, you're just so convinced... Um, you're onto something and you don't need the motivation. I didn't stop to think actually how hard it would be. Only sort of recently, I've actually actually sort of experienced, you know, actually the struggles and, and you know, your confidence getting knocked and, and things like that and actually putting the, the systems in place to, to get over those difficulties. But yeah, it is, um, you know, I get lots of people asking me, um, you know, how do you start a business? And you've got to really, really want to, really want to, because it is... It is hard and you yeah. sacrifice so much. So all sacrifices and, and the knock-on effect to your life outside of business, that's my next question really. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, what has that effect been on your life? Um, you know, we talked about mental health a little bit as well. How d- is that coping with the fact that you're two and a half years into starting up a company? Yeah, um, I think on the, on, the sort of, on the sacrifices, it's, you know, I'm 33... And, you know, comparison is the thief of joy, but it's so hard not to compare your life to others when you're paying yourself an absolute pittance. And, um, you know, I was surrounded by people who are doing incredibly well, you know, large houses with large gardens and... Arseholes. Arseholes, <laughs> I know. Dis- just disassociate yourself from Absolutely. those people straight away. 100%. And, and <laughs> you know, it, at times it is hard to, to not compare yourself, but... Um, so that that was definitely a you know a struggle, but you've got to remind yourself um, why you're doing it, and and you've got to have a real passion for the the problem, what you're trying to solve. Um, but yeah, I've I've experienced burnout twice, um, anxiety attacks. Yeah. Um, did you ever experience these kind of uh, mental states before setting up a company? No. So I'm like the most, well, incredibly positive person. I know, um, yeah, I, I, I can vouch for that. <laughs> you've, I, you've always got a great energy as well. And sometimes we meet up and you're smiling and you're telling me about all the shit that you're dealing with. And I'm like, fucking hell, I would be yeah. completely, you know, in the midst of a breakdown. And yet you're just being like, yeah, so blah, 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 yeah. but it'll be fine. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> exactly that. So I, to be honest, yeah, never experienced anything like it. And, and last summer it hit me like, a ton of bricks and so what happened um so my w- wife uh she was a fiance at the time she uh, she's from canada so she went back to canada for summer so she was there for two months and i just saw it as an opportunity to 
work weekends, work evenings. Um, and it was a pretty critical time for the business. Uh, we were just launched, you know, things never go as well as you forecast. And I was just working myself um, to the ground. And I just thought I could get away with it, you know, beasting myself in the gym, working hard, you know, ignoring my friends, just cracking with work. And I started, um, I started having these, like, panic attacks where I would be on a tube and I would just, like, have to get off, burst into tears, and absolutely no idea why I was crying. I, I you know, couldn't breathe. I had these sort of, you know, this compression on my chest. Yeah. Um, where I was just... I just ne- never experienced anything like it. And, um, wow. yeah, that was the first, first time where I thought, actually... Something's going on something's here. Something's going on here. Yeah. Um, so so you, you're almost kind of overriding any deeper currents of emotion and, and powering on through, and eventually that kind of release valve moment would arrive just in the middle of your regular day. Yeah, absolutely. And just hit me like a freight train, you know, and... Um, to be honest, at the time I, I was, I sort of, you know, registered it and I just thought, you know, what, I've just got to, you know, pull back the work ethic, you know, pull back the gym a little bit and just that, that's kind of all I thought. And, yeah. um, you know, I've experienced it again, very recently in, in, over the summer where I was just, I was on the, uh, I was shoulder pressing in the gym and I had exactly the same feeling. And I had this compression in my chest, um, just this compulsion to burst into tears yeah and um only this time i've actually kind of you know approached it head on um you know realized what it was and, and so have you done some research into this personal i know you're big into personal development in terms of performance and so on mm. and investing in yourself um is this something that you've kind of thought ah there's something i need to look into here yeah yeah absolutely i, I think um I have such high standards for myself and, and I, um, I'm on this constant um, mission to get better. You know, I read an unbelievable amount of books and they're all about self-development. And again, that's good and bad because I put such huge amount of pressure on myself. And I very r- rarely take, take moments to sort of stop and appreciate what I've, what I've achieved and what I've done. Yeah. Um, so, Type A personality, summit fever situation. Yeah, absolutely. Classic. And, and, um, you know, I struggle incredibly badly from imposter syndrome. And, you know, I've been ruminating recently about sort of what happens if I fail. Um, and I think that constant dread in the back of my head, yeah. um, that's what made me have, have that panic attack. Um, mm. And I kind of, I mean, you know, as you're aware, you know, the... the, the um, the sort of mastermind, as we call it. Yes, the mastermind. Um, <laughs> code, that's code word. All listeners code out word. there for a very yeah. special gentleman's group that meets up once every couple of months. Yeah, exactly. In, in Nando's. And, in Nando's. <laughs> <laughs> Just to make sure we're... Uh, um, okay. Okay. <laughs> Still alive. If we yeah. turn up, we're doing all right. Uh, yeah, exactly. And do you know what? That kind of... Um, that group has really set me free and, and actually um, kind of saved me a little bit. Um, the, the idea of um, surrendering, and I, I remember, you know, Ben uh, Bidwell, you know, and you were both sort of saying, you've got to surrender to the, to the result. Yeah. And I went away and read um, Dare to Lead, Lead by Brené Brown. Brilliant. And it completely lifted this weight off my shoulders. Mm. This idea of, you know, I'm all in, I'm always going to be all in, but I also know I'm going to fail, and that's okay. 
because I know in my heart of hearts that I'm all in and I'll give it my best shot and that's all I can do. Yeah. I'll keep improving, keep getting better, but I'm all in. And when you have that kind of mindset, when you curate that kind of mindset, do you, do you automatically feel a release of that tension from your shoulders, from your mind and so on? Is it palpable? It's, yeah, honestly, the, the, the last, this has been four weeks ago, three, four weeks ago, since this idea of, or the word of surrender has come into my sort of mindset. And it has, and it's just, it's been a breath of fresh air because you get to 7 p.m. in the evening and usually I'd be fretting about all the amount of work I did and, you know, the, the, the salaries that are due, you know, and the huge pressure, dwindling um, cash flow in, in your bank account, these huge pressures. Of course, there's going to be work to do, but you, you surrender to that. Surrender to the fact you can't do everything. You can only do your best. And it mm. is just, it's just improved my life like tenfold. I love this, um, this kind of combination of, of being able to surrender whilst giving it your all at the same time. And it's, you know, sur- to surrender doesn't mean to step back and to give up. Surrender means you still, as you say, give your, uh, give your 100% and give everything you can um, to the cause, but you surrender in what's beyond your control and you, you, it, you, you're, you're free, within, safe in the knowledge that... Um, you know, there's, there's a space in the universe beyond what you have control of which will take care of itself and what will be will be in that space. All you can do is affect what you can affect in a positive way and then let the rest um, kind of fill in the details as opposed to creating that hypertension of worry, trying to control what you can't control and ultimately kind of like being able to, you know, it's almost like not caring as... Uh, not caring about as much about the things that you um, have no influence over anyway, mm. which is a really tough skill to develop, um, yeah. but powerful. Um, we're gonna swig. Did I explain that very well? Absolutely spot on. Thank you, John. Yeah. Thank you, John. Well, I thought I thought well, you you're, you're the man who introduced it. To me. <laughs> you and Ben. So, um, well, my my. Mowgli's? My mentors? No, <laughs> we mentor each other. I mean, this is the great thing. Like, um, yeah. is there four blokes that get together? every couple of months sit down and we do put a bit of structure on the meeting we actually um have a spreadsheet and we talk about goals we talk about issues we're facing and we talk openly in a really safe space with four other guys who are also individuals self-employed sole traders whatever you want to call it lone wolves (laughs) and um and it, even just talking in that space freely with each other and just listening yeah. to the other people's challenges is, it's just, it's a whole host of things. It, mm-hmm. it does relieve a lot of pressure automatically. Mm-hmm. It does empower you when you get given advice and opinions from, mm-hmm. from people whose, whose opinions you value. Um, and it's just such a powerful thing. And if, um, if there are any guys and girls as well listening to this out there um, who are in a similar position where you're working either for yourself or you, you're leading a company where there is no one above you who can give you that kind of support. Reach out to a handful of people that you um, trust and yeah, admire, I will say as well, mm. and um, set something up like this in a diary. Every couple of months, meet up, uh, discuss the challenges that you're under, discuss your goals and measure those goals because we're also finding that the progress is there as well, you know, be- mm. be- between meetings and throughout the year as a whole. It's, it's a really powerful thing to do. So, yes, encourage, I would encourage it. Don't we, Joel? Absolutely. And, yeah, I just to add to that, um, 
just having that like safety network when things are down. Yeah. Just to call those people up, message those people. It's uh, powerful stuff. Hundred percent plus Nando's. So plus yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, cool. So obviously you know huge. They're, they're obviously 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 huge challenges. Um, if it was easy, I would be doing it and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, right? But um, highlights as well. I mean. My brother, when he talks about mountaineering, talks about this kind of euphoria-peril combination. Mm-hmm. It, it sounds to me like it must be similar in the startup tech world and business as well. You have these huge moments, probably these huge highlights. And then, you know, that obviously contrasts this fine line between that and these really kind of stressful moments. So talk us through some of your highlights. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a total roller coaster, and I probably don't take enough time to to like slow down and appreciate what I've done but you know when <laughs> like some a friend of mine sort of pa- stopped and paused me it's like mate you've you've made something you've produced a product that a thousand people have downloaded downloaded and they've paid for you know like no very few people in the world can say that so the f- I, it's imp- the first thousand or the first hundred or whatever yeah. is it oh, it's so hard to yeah. to get on board right yeah like uh, so I've actually created something that's out there. People are using, you know, I've had messages about, um, you know, how much it's helped them. And, you know, like I've taken so much pride from that. Having, um, I went on Crowdcube about a year and a half ago and I've had, you know, friends of mine invest thousands of pounds uh, into my business. And again, like for them to part way with their cash in, mm. and invest in me is, is like incredibly... Well, you, you've also... Um, fundraised a number of times haven't you and you've secured fund you stood up I mean to me this just must be so scary talking about um, the pitches that you put in place that you've come away successfully from can you talk us through some of those as well yes we've raised about 700 grand I mean that's ridiculous you've raised (laughs) 700 grand yeah Uh, when you say it out loud it is is pretty crazy and you know do you know what we've we've, I've probably saved the business three times um, within a couple of days it's incredible (laughs) Um, so there are times where, where you're just like, wow, I've, I'm proud of myself here. Um, Damn but, right. uh, but your, your standards keep getting higher and sometimes you have to pitch yourself, you know, we met billionaire the other day and, you know, genuinely talking about the product and how much he was, uh, invested in it and, you know, how much he wanted to help and things like that. So yeah, it's pretty, uh, Maybe it's pretty crazy talking at the start about uh, you know taking risks and life and actions and the rest of it and um, you know um, everyone's got their own way of living the life the way they choose and you know there's no right or wrong it's what suits but it's, but you know clearly you've chosen a challenging option you have you're not keeping your head below the parapet within a large business structure that you're just keeping your day job ticking over you're you're out there on your own pushing yourself um, generating um, that kind of um, support you know financially and you know from a human perspective um over what something which was once an idea something that you wrote down on a piece of paper um and it's just huge now you know even to this point you know that can never be taken away from you all those achievements i think it's outstanding yeah 100 percent. and uh I, I read the other day the definition of an entrepreneur and i hate the word entrepreneur but i'm actually now proud that i am an entrepreneur mm. um and i shouldn't be sh- ashamed about it but it said uh an entrepreneur is someone who sacrifices freedom for the um, prospect of money over someone who sacks. Um, no, I've got it all going round. I'm just like, hang <laughs> no, on. No, hang on a minute. 
<laughs> sacrifices money for yeah. the prospect of freedom okay, yeah. over sacrificing freedom for the prospect of money. I thought I was wait, just thinking, wait, someone I'm... who sacrifices freedom for money is a terrible person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not so good at saying yeah. <laughs> You can Google it. Yeah, yeah, Basically, exactly. there's a saying out there somewhere, somewhere about else. an entrepreneur and sacrifice <laughs> and money and freedom. Exactly. You get the idea. You get the idea. Lyrics, <laughs> lyrics and uh, quotes have never been my thing. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's better when you yeah. get them wrong. It's raining shoes and, shoes and uh, yeah. hats out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that is that is a classic. I love it. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so um, do you know what we we've, we've already talked about mental coping strategies as well. So you know what I'm trying to get at here is obviously the highs, uh, the roller coasters you put it mm. of running a business. And I wanted to ask you about coping strategies. I know that from a personal point of view and a mental health point of view, you've got that coping strategy of surrender that's working quite well for mm-hmm. you now. Um, are there any approaches that you have towards your your business and the roller coaster that is the business, both from a business infrastructure point of view, but also from a self um, mental wellness point of view? Any coping strategies? I mean, um, you know, there's certain stoic approaches which encourage passions to be level, so that when you know things are really going well and you've just smashed a great pitch, instead of allowing yourself to reach that euphoric state, you actually keep yourself quite level-headed. And the idea is then you don't drop too low either mm. when things drop out the bottom. I mean, um, are there any kind of strategies like that that you have in mind? Um, I mean, my wife is <laughs> probably a coping strategy. Yeah. Um, you know, she, she's certainly a massive support. As the old saying behind, every strong man is a... Great, is a great hat. <laughs> Every great man has a strong hat on his head. <laughs> and a wife. And a wife. Oh yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yes. No, she's she's an incredible support for me. Um but I um I have weekly reviews um which have been really powerful for with me. With your wife. With my uh we we've actually started This is so good. This. Yeah. Man, this is so yeah. good. So we have uh, relationship goals. Brilliant. And personal goals and business goals, obviously. Yeah. And, um, you know, I run my, my business very similar to how I run my life, which sounds a bit sad, but I do like no, structure. But these are coping. This is, this is my question. Coping yeah. strategies. And that's, that's it, perfect. It, exactly. And, and, and systems. So I'm very massively believe in systems. Um, so I have uh, a certain sort of, um, I like to structure my day and my week and I do the same with with my, my business, so deep work, do daily three hours of like focusing on one thing, that kind of frees you up to... So when you say deep work, you mean not allowing yourself to enter that reactive state where you're answering emails, calls, social media, you put all that to one side, you yeah. get your head down in the in your laptop or your book, or whatever, and you just create. Exactly, yeah, so all that aside, um, just focus on one thing. Um, there's a book called The One Thing and Deep Work by Cal Newport. Great book, and, yeah. Um, Are you going to go to the countryside and build yourself a tower in isolation <laughs> yeah, so you exactly. create your, world, your life-defining work? There you go. Um, so ha- have that. Have um, just daily gratitude. We do as a team. Um, at work? At work. Amazing. Yeah. How, does that, so, how does that play out? Uh, every morning we have a daily stand-up where we say, uh, what do I achieve yesterday? What's my uh, key outcome today or goal today? Always work-related? Uh, uh, those uh, those two are yeah and our weekly review we do personal and, and business Brilliant. then we say biggest bottleneck and then lastly what we're we grateful for and there's no repeats so you can't ever repeat 
Because otherwise it'll just be coffee every. So yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so your 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 team members will stand up and they will talk about things that they've achieved within the business for mm-hmm. business that sort of thing as yeah. well. And then you'll also have your moments with your wife at home where you you discuss um, things that you're grateful for within the relationship and where you are in life at the moment. Yeah, so it's just nice to have those check-ins because um, I think our relationship's the most important thing to me in my whole life. Yeah. Um, it comes way higher than, than business and, and, and what have you. So, you know, if I get that right, the rest will follow. So, you know, it's very easy to have personal goals and, and they are incredibly important, but, you know, we have relationship goals. We, we want to do certain things, go certain places, mm. experience certain things and certain feelings. So yeah. it's good to have those check-ins. I love that. Actually, we're going to talk a little bit later on about love, possibly, oh. so we can revisit that. <laughs> I've got another business question for you yeah. now. And again, you know, we're just kind of going in a little bit deeper each time. I'm loving this chat. Um, but when it comes to starting a business, people often say having the idea is the easy part. Mm. Um, what else should someone who's looking to start a business also have in their locker other than the idea at the start? Um, just got to start. Um, like everyone has a good idea. Um, there's a great book called um, The Lean Startup. The what uh, startup? Lean Startup. Oh, yeah. So yep, it's it, yeah. the idea of a, a minimum viable product. What's the smallest, cheapest, quickest thing you can do to validate your idea? Mm. So, for example, the way I started my business was um, I was eating out all the time, really frustrated about the lack of transparency that was in my food and from Predator to Leon and what have you. So, I developed a spreadsheet which had the nutritional information of all those places. And I thought, okay, I've spent all this time creating this spreadsheet. It's a really sad thing to do, but wonder if anyone else would, would, would pay for it or have, I, have interest in it. So I ended up selling the spreadsheet for £75. So that kind of validated my idea. That was my MVP, as it were. So just, just get started. We can, you, know, you can have this idea and you can build it into this huge product and... and um, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll be so daunting that you'll never start. So just think of what's the smallest thing I can do to, to prove my idea or, or validate my idea. Mm. There's another book called The Mum Test, which is a great way to validate um, and how to talk to consumers and how to test your idea. So those two books combined are a great way to, to start. But at the end of the day, like, you know, so many people have ideas. I get, you know, hundreds, <laughs> well, not hundreds, but tens of people coming up to me a year saying, what's a great idea? you know, give them some advice. They never do anything with it. So at the end of the day, it's, it's got to be in you to want to do it. Mm. I think it's good advice that, as again, you keep going back to this whole concept of action. Mm. Action, 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 just start doing. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, we're all one day going to be dead. Yep. Which I think is a positive thought, not a negative one <laughs> for the record. Um, <laughs> it kind of makes you, it puts a lot in perspective and yep. makes you kind of live in the now a little bit. Yeah. Um, so... Next question to you, Joel Burgess. Um, okay, so when someone is so deep into the process, as you are, yeah. uh, it's easy to become completely swallowed up and enveloped by work, basically. Mm-hmm. And we, I know we've already discussed this a little bit, but I also want to hear what strategies you have to ensure that you keep perspective of a world outside of business. Mm. So it's slightly different to what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. That was kind of to look after yourself mm-hmm. um, from, a, from a mental wellness point of view, but in terms of perspective of the world outside business, it must be hard to see a world beyond what you've got your head in mm. day in, day out, right? Yeah, it's so true. Um, and it's something I probably struggle with. I know there's this like 
unanswered part of my soul, my heart of compassion. You know, I, I really want to serve others. Um, so, I, and I and I think compassion and compassion definitely brings you perspective of you know serving other people. And I, I know I'm not I'm not I'm not serving that part of my life right now, and, and that is kind of you know a scratch that I really want to itch. Mm. If that makes sense, but um, it's something I hundred percent. Um, struggle with to be honest but I have um, again like daily um, I have reflections so about three or four times a year and actually today has been one of those days where I've reflected about what I want in, in my life and have in, for my vision and um, you know that massively gives you perspective because it makes you realise how small what you're doing now is in it will be with regards to what you want in 10, 15 yeah. years. You know, there's this huge vision and actually there's a much bigger world out mm. there. I like to put like this slight little twist on the question. You know, there's that common question. People say, what, what um, advice would you give your 20-year-old self or something mm. like that? But instead of asking that question, I often like to ask myself, or sometimes indeed guests on the podcast, Joel, <laughs> the question of what would your future self... So, you know, 50-year-old Joel, what advice would they give your current self? It's a slightly different spin okay. on it. Right, okay. So it's, uh, you know, I'm going to be wiser. Okay. Yeah, and, okay. and, and all, okay. the, all the crap that you're dealing with now will be yeah. experience in the bag. You know, that'll yeah. be kind of uh, notches on the belt from yeah. a business point of view, yeah. as it were. And, you know, you'll have that foresight and you'll have um, yeah. that hindsight, rather. Um, I think... I think you might say something like, you know, remember to enjoy it. Remember to, um, remember to enjoy the journey and remember to enjoy the people you're working with and, and make sure they're enjoying their life. You know, life's too short to not enjoy working. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I manage people, you know, and, I, and that's an incredibly powerful thing to do. So I, I, I might say to myself, you know, make sure they're enjoying life, make sure they're, they've got a goal, make sure they've got a vision and you can have the power to, for them to achieve their, their vision. In helping others, In helping others we yeah. receive. You know, give to give is to receive. Which leads me on to my next question. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> love. Let's talk about love. Oh. Joel, are you a good lover? <laughs> <laughs> As in, what I'm asking you is, one way you know, you're <laughs> would you like to demonstrate now? Um, you know, love, uh, we're talking about emotions and, and we're talking about relationships and so on. And love is an important emotion to feel in the full range of human emotions. Um, you know, and I want to talk to you about love and how important it is in your life and where it fits in and how, how, how do you think about love? Um, well, I've always been a man who wears my heart on my sleeve. Um, I'm all in um, and I'm not afraid to be all in. Um, I've had my heart broken um, and that's good. You know, I think everyone needs to have their heart broken. I'm sorry about that, Joe. I just wasn't ready. <laughs> when will you be ready? If you gave me another six months, maybe. Um, <laughs> sorry. You're throwing me there. <laughs> sorry. Love, yeah, you had your heart broken, which yeah, um, yeah. I shouldn't have made a joke about. Actually. Sorry. But you're married now. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, I think ultimately there's, there's nothing more important or valuable in life to, to, to be loved than love someone who loves you beyond anything in, in return um, mm. but yeah not settling as well um, I was before I met my wife I was you know convinced I was gonna end up miserable and alone um, but there's a process I think you know I actually I think uh, it's a bit 
um, corny, but you kind of have to love yourself before you, you let someone love you. And I, I definitely, I think I went through that. I wasn't very proud of my old self, you, you know. Um, how, how does your, the, you know, your, your wife kind of impact your current um, state of mind, you know, going, you know, she's obviously been there whilst you've been going through this challenging period of your life, mm. starting for business, and what effect does she have on you when you walk through the door in the evening? Uh, <laughs> again, this is going to sound very corny, but it is genuinely my favourite part of my day. You know, oh, man, I open the door it. and, and uh, just giggle straight away. Oh. Uh, and we both giggle, and, and just everything just, you know, everything just dissolves, all the, the stresses dissolve. Uh, and, you know, she often asks me about, um, you know, she wants to talk to me about my stresses, but um, I find it hard to, like, put that on her because, you know, this is our, like, happy space. Um, but I'll, often she just makes me forget about it. And that's why I think you just can't run a business or, <laughs> you know, successfully without, without, you know, someone like that. Um, oh, so, yeah, it's... Uh, that's beautiful. Mate, I love that. Um, so from uh, love to my... I mean, these are the final few questions that I'd like to ask. Um, so excuse the massive jump from love <laughs> and marriage to death. Ooh. But my next question... <laughs> bit of a curveball. Yeah. Uh, a brief summary of how you would like your obituary in the newspaper to read. Um. <laughs> again, like, I actually think this... Oh, wow. I keep revisiting these topics, but again, I think... For me, the reason why I ask people these questions is because these have always been tools that have helped me. These, you know, like yeah. people say, it's your movie. How do you want your movie to play out and all this kind of stuff? But for me, I always kind of think, you know, what's the legacy? What, you know, to, and when I say yeah. legacy, I don't mean in some big egotistical way. Yeah. For, I mean, I'm talking about, you know, with your family, how, you know, how would yeah. you like to be, you know, um, you know, thought of? What, how would you like your mm. life to imprint upon this world? I think um, I love the idea of, of people just, thinking that I light up the room when, when I enter. Um, that for me, you know, some, you know, I think something like that. Yeah, you certainly do. You've got, you've got a smile that is just kind of infectious, yeah. <laughs> you, you're, you feel good to be around. In, you know, in the same way um, that your dad used to say to you, they're talkers and they're doers and so on. We had a rugby coach who used to be like, they're energisers and they're energy sappers. I don't know why I'm saying American accent, <laughs> he's from New Zealand. But, but, but it's like, you are an energizer and nice. 100% yeah. Yeah, an yeah. energizer. And, you know, you notice the difference and, um, yeah, amazing. Oh, um. Okay, cool. Moving on. Joel, um, uh, you know, I asked you yesterday to let me know what your favourite song at the moment is at this current chapter in your life. You came back to me with Hypersonic Missiles by Sam Fender, which is a song I have to hold my hands up and say that I hadn't heard. I'm not too familiar with this Sam Fender chap. I've heard the name a bit, but he's he's quite a big deal, is he? He's going to be big. Okay, cool. So um, is he up and coming or has he already Uh, come? No, no, he's up and coming. Okay, cool. He's just released his first album. It's epic. Okay, cool. And is he British, American? British. British. uh, Newcastle. Newcastle. Great. Um, (laughs) Sorry, I did terrible at accents. (laughs) Okay, so um, I'm going to read... So uh, I'm going to read out the lyrics to the first two... Um, first to uh, what's it called? Verses. Verses. Yeah. yeah. Verses. Choruses? Verses. Chorus. The verse and the chorus. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here we go. 
Dutch kids huff balloons in the parking lot. The golden arches illuminate the business park. I eat myself to death, feed the corporate machine. I watch the movies, recite every line and scene. God bless America and all of its allies. I'm not the first to live with wool over my eyes. I'm so blissfully unaware of everything. Kids in Gaza are bombed and I'm just out of it. The tensions of the world are rising higher. We're probably due another war with all this ire. I'm not smart enough to change a thing. I've no answers, only questions. Don't you ask a thing. Now, Joel, <laughs> I, wow. I mean, I have to say, I yeah. hold my hands up again. Yeah. I, I listened to the song. I, I, I felt a little bit anxious. It made me anxious <laughs> and a little bit depressed. Which, again, yeah. I'm not shying away from. These are very real political topics that the guy's talking about. Yeah. And it's powerful, is what I'm telling you. Clearly, this, this resonates with you so much at the moment. <laughs> um, do you know why that is? Um, I'm not going to lie. I <laughs> haven't actually listened to the lyrics. No, I, I am not someone who yeah. listens to lyrics. Okay. <laughs> and now, just, now you know the lyrics. Now I know do lyrics. you hate the song? It's quite depressing. <laughs> it's it? quite depressing. Yeah, so um, I, like, I could be singing. I'm the guy who sort of sings along to a song. Yeah. And people like stop the song and go, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> I, I could listen. I mean, my favourite song in the world. I have no idea of the lyrics. But it's clearly on some level, like even if it's your kind of, you know, subconscious, this song resonates with you for a certain reason. Because I listen, the tune isn't that catchy. It's quite, it's quite a decent tune. But there's, there's tapping into something in your psyche here. There's sort of greater world, worldly awareness or something's going on. I hope so. I think you're a deep, you're obviously a deep guy and a deep thinker. And it's no coincidence that the song that you say you're listening to a lot at the moment yeah. is all about world affairs. It's hard hitting. It's bringing up topics that would be easy to kind of brush under the, t- uh, the carpet and walk away from. And he's mm. a young guy, but he's writing powerful stuff. He is, yeah. Um, and it's just, it's just fascinating that this has caught your attention and that um, it's, it's, it's being quite poignant for you, even if you're not sitting down and mulling no, over the lyrics. Yeah. You know. I, think, I think on that note, I, you know, I had this day of reflection today and I do feel like I have bigger plans. You know, I, I've had this like intense vision of, um, you know, some charity work that I've done and, and you know, very specific. And, you know, I thought about it today and I sort of, recreated that vision and so I do believe I'm destined to do bigger things and help people so um, and I have this like real sadness when I you know see homeless people or yeah. you know see things on TV and you know this real like urge to, of compassion and I really want to serve that um, that urge and that part of my soul and heart um, so maybe that's maybe that's why yeah, maybe that's why I'm not speaking to that yet. No, I, I, I think I see that in you for sure. Um, that that <clears throat> compassion and that consciousness um, is 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 there, and um, yeah, it looks like you're just getting started. It's been a very powerful two or three years for you already, and yeah, it does feel like this is just the beginning of the road for the next few decades. Some interesting stuff's going to happen, I'm sure. So, Joel. Uh, I'd like to say thank you so much for coming on Walk with Lawrence. Um, it's been um, always a joy to talk to you. It always is. And hopefully it's been insightful. I'm sure it has been insightful for everyone else listening as well. Um, 
not just to get an understanding to your character, but also um, the tips when it comes to business and life and how to combine the two. Um, awesome stuff. And Joel, thank you so much. Thank you. Should we hug it out? Yeah, it's sweaty as well. Come on. Okay, this is the outro. The podcast is now finished, but don't hang up the phone yet. I mean, turn off the phone. I mean, turn off the podcast because I have one more favour to ask you. If you liked the podcast, which presumably, if you got this far, you did, I did something right, please subscribe. Please leave a review. And most importantly, please tell all of your friends because it's just going to be so embarrassing if no one listens to this. I need you on my side to push this out into the world wide web. Please, please help. Please tell everybody, please. And thank you so much. Write a review. Have you done it yet? Have you written that review? See you next time. Bye. Have you written the review yet? Yeah.